book club the musical the podcast we don't read we don't sing we're just talking about milo who told you to think uh alex isn't here again she promises she'll be here next week look forward to that uh me and alana dig into not just the content of the album but the meaning behind the content this is a pretty deep and interesting album give it a listen before you continue the episode if you haven't already black man from Milwaukee who did an independent rap thing until eventually he ended up linking up with like some of his rap heroes and moving to Los Angeles to be in a collective with them and then that didn't work out and he ended up not getting paid for his album that he put out so he he moved back home and started his own record label, which is Ruby Yacht, which you hear referenced a lot. He says Ruby Yacht a lot on the album, so that's the name of his record label. And then this is this this is the second out Milo project put out through Ruby Yacht. So like that's that's basically a summary of his career. And then he also releases music as Scallops Hotel. So there's it's not just uh, Milo, but like as an idea of the artist Milo that's what's happened to Milo how old is he like mid-twenties uh I don't know probably probably around our age oh Uh, but I I, because his first mixtape was when I think I was a freshman in -hmm. college and I think he was in college when that came out, but I don't, he probably wasn't a freshman, he was probably, I don't, I don't, I just, oh, so like I'd a little bit older than us, though. I could probably look it up, but it's no, probably it's just okay. a couple years I just wanted to know, like, if he was, like, an older person, or, like, our age. Nah, yeah, the, that was kind of, like, the most sus thing about what happened, well, to name names, um, <laughs> it was, it was, the, the label collective was called Hellfire Club, and it was, m- the main four members was No Can Do, Milo, Bus Driver, and Open Mike Eagle. And Milo was, like, significantly younger than everyone else, and mm-hmm. then he was the one who ended up getting fucked over. So it was, like, it was a pretty weird situation. But, like, Bus Driver's on this album. Yeah, and like Open Mike, things are Yeah, prepared. Open Mike Eagle was on his last album. I think the only, like, the No Can Do was actually the issue. And he said in interviews that they're, like, they don't, they don't talk anymore, but, like, everyone else from Hellfire Club, he still is cool with so Mm -hmm. it was just but yeah like he was he was a lot younger and less experienced than everyone else in the group at that point so it was like that like even before I heard that he didn't make any money off the album I was like whoa it's weird that um he's in in the league with these guys because they've been like who are like grown men for way longer yeah Okay, so now the actual music. I guess you'll you'll start because it was it was my nomination that I brought up. So go ahead. Okay, so I'll start off with like regular before I get to my theory. Okay. Um, I like this album a lot. I did not expect this. I didn't know who Milo was at all going into it, so I kind of just expected like maybe a good rap album, and this is just like a poetry album instead. Um, 
which I liked a lot. I appreciated it. I think it's like a cool break from what we usually do. It was very different. Um, what did I write down this dinner? Uh, it feels like to me, as he was talking, and I think with the album cover, it felt like a Basquiat painting as an album, like that guy's whole life and everything. Um, yeah, and it was just a lot of ideas about like loss of identity and individualism and like sheet mentality and then on the race issues a little bit, but not too much. So it was a very, um, I think a well-timed piece. I really liked uh, landscaping when he said, I like those were my favorite lyrics, I think, on the album, especially you remind me of how a parrot talks in stages, like the words don't belong to you, just mimicking sounds. It's, it's so cool after that line how he he kind of like chews on the word sound. Like he says it a couple times in different ways. Yeah. Like like he is the the parrot that's like trying to figure out how to say something without understanding the meaning behind it. Exactly. Like he digs he digs into just the sound of the word sound. It like really subtle just like quick moment that I liked a lot. Yeah. And I think he kind of does things like that a lot where he'll, he'll repeat specific things on purpose like with more intensity each time. So it really was like spoken word. Um, I love to take advantage. I thought the beat was very different from everything else um, and kind of a break in the album. And then Rapper was good because um, I liked that it was at the end and it was kind of a really disruptive kind of song. And I liked Bus Driver's Feature. Um, the rest of the stuff I didn't not like. I thought it was... Not all the same, but I would. Only, I have the same things to say about it. Where it's like it's just really good poetry over really mellow sounds. All the sound, like songs kind of blended together with a certain wave. Uh, I just didn't like Young Man because I hate. I don't like Young Man, whoever that is. So that was the only problem nurture. I had. Yeah. Oh wait. No, like wait. The no, the song is Nurture. The feature is Young Man. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I think maybe the reason that you feel that way is because all the songs are so short. So mm-hmm. it's it's not like there's it's it's just kind of one thing happens per song. It's not like there's big changes. Yeah, there's or, no like moving plot through in the song. Yeah, throughout the song. So there's not as much to grip onto besides what you're saying. It's like it's it's a po it's a poetry being it's it's a poem being recited and then the next song is another poem. Yeah. So it's like a it's like a poetry book kind of. But it's really well done and I enjoyed listening to it. It's really mellow and like a lot of these songs I will I'll keep the whole album because I think you kind of have to be in that specific mood and then listen to like all of it but like there's certain songs in there that I definitely listen to out of the album yeah so uh, do you have specific lowlights or it's just Young Man you didn't really care for yeah Young Man I didn't like the rest I feel like if I picked one apart then how could I not criticize another one because I think it was just like the same things going through Okay, so the the other low light, well, would would the lack of variety be a low light, or do you feel like it flowed well enough? Oh, that it you flowed could put on well. The whole album? You, I think okay. if you try to switch it up too much, it would lose its kind of heaviness to it. Like if you needed this album to be exactly like this, that's why it's like not a criticism. It's just like this album is what it is, and you have to take mm-hmm. it for the package. I feel like. Okay, so do you want me to do my 
highlights and stuff, or do you want to get into your theory? No, well, you'll do your highlights, and then we'll go in my conspiracy theory. Okay, so I have I have a little bit more than just highlights and lowlights, because mm. I think the album as a whole is, like, very much one thing, yeah. which you were, you were approaching that idea. Um, I, th- I think it's, there's a, like, a very direct singular point to this album and that point what i took away from it is that rap music point blank is poetry and that rap music as poetry is the most important american art form right now yeah i think that's what he's trying to prove uh the 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 speech that he samples in the first song not really samples because he's not like make he's not chopping it up in any way but he's just playing that speech uh is just in the past, someone else, I saw the name online, but I forgot. James Baldwin. Who it was. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's it. that was right. Um, someone else establishing the importance of poetry. It, like, the kind of what that says to me is going into this album, you already know that poetry is important. This is yeah. just, like, this is just, in the past, this has been discussed, and it's kind of a fact that poetry is important. Um, but then Milo's part on this song is the most important line is a shocking moment as the pupil thought me and my blanks are a school of thought and that's that's like him realizing that uh the people that he raps with and the people that he talks to uh just about rap and that that kind of stuff are thinkers in the way that like a philosopher and, and like a gr- a school of philosophers or thinkers, and there's not really a separation between that. And what he has to say is just as important as what all those historical figures have had to say. And then uh, I I think it might be Jay Z, but I'm not sure. In the beginning of the next song, where he's talking about his vocabulary, I I have no idea who it is, but it's it's like it's I think it's pitched down a little bit, so I can't tell. But like yeah. the way he says vocabulary sounds like Jay Z. <laughs> But he's he's saying he can make a um, he's saying that the challenge is uh, saying something that's true to your life while still making it rhyme, and I think that addresses the issue of when you're talking about poetry as an art form, making yourself rhyme is kind of passe at this point in modern poetry. It's it's looked down upon in a lot of ways, and rap music is. If you look at rap music as a form of poetry, like, as, like, a, not as a form, as, like, an offshoot of it, mm-hmm. but, like, like when you're talking, there's, like, different kinds of poems, and the most popular kind of poem, um, the most popular kind of written poem, because I would argue that the most popular kind of poem is rap music, but the most popular kind of written poem now is free form, which doesn't have any rules to it, but in the past, there's all different kinds of rules and stuff that people followed, so the, uh, the using a vast vocabulary in order to say something that's true to yourself that still rhymes is the challenge and also, like, the rules that you follow in the form of the poetry called rap. And I, so with those two other people's vocal samples, I think he establishes those things yeah. within the first two songs. And then after that, every song is just like an example, like this is something I can do with rap and it is poetry. And like some of it is like Ornette's swan song. It 
especially self Jupiter's verse, is like this is just a spoken word poem that's that's like rhythmic enough to be put to a beat. He's he's barely rhyming. He's just he's there's a lot of imagery and it's like focused on natural imagery. It's not it doesn't have as much of a story to it or anything. But then there's also stuff that you don't think of as poems like yet another is a posse cut and Milo says a posse cut that's a poem rapper bus drivers versus freestyled and Milo is saying a freestyle is a poem it doesn't matter that it's not written right. it's still a poem so like every song so like every song I'm looking at it as uh like how is this as a poem and also how is this as or not, like, how is this as a poem and how is this as a song separately, but, like, how does this song help the listener understand why rap music is important as a poem? So, yeah. And I think, like, almost every song is, like, is really cool. And I think, um, so the exceptions to that would be The Young Man Has a Point, I think, is too short mm -hmm. to do anything. I don't know if Young Man's part is freestyled, and that's another example of Milo trying to be like, this thing that you don't think of as a poem really is a poem. I, th um, But it's it doesn't go anywhere. It just kind of happens. I think it's disruptive. Like, early on in the album, it disrupts the flow of the album in a way that you weren't expecting. And not in which, a good way that adds anything to the album. Well, I think it makes you think about different angles than just, oh, this is how Milo raps, that's poems. Like, also, how other people rap is poetry. But then I think, like, Bus Driver's part is, like, a better example of that. Yeah, but he <laughs> sa he saves that for the very end because yeah. it's, a uh, it's, for a freestyle, it is unbelievable. Like, as a rap verse, it's a really good rap verse, and I had a feeling he freestyled it because, like, some of his lines, like, he mumbles, like, a couple <laughs> words in the line, or he's, like, he's, like, you don't know, bro, like, he doesn't usually say stuff like that yeah. in his writings, so I was, like, this, this is probably a freestyle, and he, then he confirmed it on Twitter later that he freestyled it. That's crazy. Um, yeah, because he says, like, I don't have the lyrics pulled up, but he says, like, oh, God, now I can't remember, <laughs> but there's, he'll do, like, four syllables, he'll do, like, three four syllable rhymes like with no space in between them it just da -da 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 -da, like that and it's just it's just all stuff that's built up in his head i guess that he knows like as soon as i say this thing i have like five things to say right after <laughs> it that i know are gonna rhyme exactly yeah. yeah rappers yeah rappers a really cool song and um also the production on this album is the best production i've heard since danny brown's atrocity Expo exposition this all the production on here is perfect in my opinion. Yeah. There's like it's not as crazy as uh, Danny Brown's album, but there's so that that's why I wouldn't say it's better. As, but yeah, the way they put the music, you you really focus on the words. Like you hear the music and it's crisp and it's clear, but you really are just drawn to like what he's saying and like yeah. focusing in on him and how he says things. It allows yeah. for that. And I, I just I just yeah I have no problem describing the the beats as perfect just in general <laughs> um uh so just some of my favorite beats paging mr bill nunn when like when the bass guitar comes in like do 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 it's it sounds so cool and it's tough too and then there's also um when he starts doing the they couldn't possibly become part it's like synced up with 
the melody of the beat. Uh, Sorcerer, when the when the bass and the like more trap hi hats kick in, which is like the only place that those uh, hi hats happen on the whole album, is it's so smooth with in the piano sample. Uh, the guitar solo on Embroidery Machine is like so pretty, and um, uh, before the guitar solo kicks off, uh, the beat kind of. Uh, the beat kind of goes down a little bit, and he's doing the hook to the song, which a lot of songs don't have hooks, but this song has a hook. Uh, he's doing the hook to the song, and previously when he did the hook to the song, he says the hum becomes a hymnal, and then, this, and then the beat kind of has a sample in it that's kind of like a hum that fills in that space. But when the second time comes around, that's not there anymore. And I think the absence of that builds up tension, and then the tension is released when the beat comes back in, and then there's, like, this really smooth, pretty guitar solo in there, and I think that's a really cool moment in the production. And then, yeah, I mean, th- those three are probably the... Well, and, and rapper, just because the horns are really cool. Yeah. But, yeah, the whole thing is... um. Oh, wait, IDK, I think, doesn't really... It's it's like a break in the album, but on its own, it doesn't really serve a purpose, I don't think. No. I think only a handful of the, or like maybe a little more than half of these, matter more than the other songs and have more going on to them. Uh, Pablum and then Celes King 3, I think that song is also another example of... Uh, it's kind of got two things going on, and the first one is there's like four bars, and then the beat switches, and he starts up again, and doesn't really give himself enough time to to make it like a full song. It kind of feels like an interlude and like a little bit of a song going on. Yeah. But yeah, so it's not it's not the song structure, or maybe what I'll say is the beats are perfect, the poetry is I'm not, like, a poet expert, but the poetry is fantastic, but I think the songwriting isn't 100% there. Yes. Because there's there's not, like, um, like, the ideas of the songs aren't... They're they're not not fully developed, but he's not interested in developing it into a song past a verse of poetry and an amazing beat. Like, that's, that's as far as he's interested in as far as songwriting goes, which isn't really the full breadth of songwriting that you could present on an album. And we get we get it every once in a while, like with Embroidery Machine, but I think that's why it felt like straight up kind of like a poetry or a spoken word album, which is like yeah, well, in a jazz club. Like <laughs> <laughs> ever since his first project, that's what people have been saying about him, that it's kind of it kind of uh, straddles the fence between rap music and spoken word like spoken word recital and I think if you do spoken word over a hip hop beat then you, you'd have to call it rap music like, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's more of a comment on the vocal delivery than it is on the classification of the music but also um, since he's been on Ruby Yacht this project and his last project have been a lot more um, and you're probably going to be surprised at this they've been a lot more aggressive and like rappy. Yeah. Like before that, it was a lot more monotone, soft spoken, uh, and like 
kind of meandering, not in a bad way, but in like a it just exploring words kind of way. And he's gotten a lot more focused and rappy, and he's not obviously he's not going for all the way rappy. And this out al- like the point of this album is to present these words as poetry. I think so. Are you ready for so mind what's, blowing? So what's your create? What's your crazy theory? Okay, I don't know how this fucking happened. Okay, there is an artist, Margie Basie, right? Mm-hmm. He's a little older. Like, he just turned 30. That's why I asked for age, too. And, like, okay, the kid moved to L.A. So this guy, Marky Basies, he's, like, 30. He writes songs. Uh, like, how he got started was he just, like, did his own things. Like, he is from the Bay, moved to Brooklyn, then moved to L.A. But he got along by just, like, writing songs for other people, like Chris Brown and all that stuff. So, but now he started doing his... But he released, like, tracks on SoundCloud that are mad old. And then now he's doing his own music again, but it's really poppy. But his old stuff was a lot of, like, like self, I don't know, like, justice and kind of stuff. And his first album is called Only the Poets, and it's that same exact sample of James Baldwin as the beginning. And just like he, this guy makes a lot of references to Bukowski, so does Marky Basie. And then even the album cover is very similar to his album cover. Whoa. Isn't that weird? Okay. Yeah, I, I can't I can't show the listener that. Right. But if you look up Marky Basie um, black and white merch, I guess. Like, he uses this symbol a lot, but all the merch was released as black and white. And if you mm-hmm. look up his new music, you wouldn't think at all, but when you listen to Only the Poets, that volume one that first song is called only the poets it's that same sample and it's like almost the exact same words that this like the same sentiment that this kid uses and it's wild and i don't i'm not accusing him of copying but it's really really weird yeah um <laughs> I, I, f- I feel like if he was aware of that he wouldn't have used no, the same exact vocal I, yeah that's the thing is like him to be aware of Marky Basie now is fine, whatever, but that's not who, that's not what the music was, like, six years ago, and that music is identical to this, and it's the same ideas, so, but it's so, like, hidden down on SoundCloud that, like, I really don't think he came across it. Yeah, I mean, it might have happened. Something that I think was, that I meant to mention on Take Advantage of the Naysayer, I thought was really cool, is he, he takes the Method Man lyrics like very yeah, directly yeah, yeah, yeah. but he also he also makes sure the listener knows that those are not his lyrics like he doesn't want any such, confusion on it like such a big reference to be lost on the listener and for for someone to think that he wrote it like cuz he's like basically 80% of his lyrics are just references to other things like just other people's names that rhyme with other people's names yeah. and you got to dig into the meaning of those so uh so I so I I feel like th- with his attitude, if he was doing something that direct, there would have been a mention of his name or something. Yeah, on here. I think it's just more weird because it's like they both listened to the same poem and got almost the same exact interpretation from it. Yeah, like that's what I think happened. That is that like they both know that poem and they had the same immediate like reaction down to like the imagery. Which yeah, is... the cover art is crazy. Oh my god! But I think that's just. Um, I mean that's cool and I love Charles Bukowski so I'm happy more people bring him up but that was weird so weird I love the depth of references on this project because like within the first 
four, like four bars, there's like ten things that I don't know what he's talking about. But then he mentions Jizargo, who lives in Winterhold, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I know who that is. <laughs> I looked up the <laughs> lyrics for a lot of it, and then like the first thing he says is like um, bringing up a man in Syria who is like the leader of like the peaceful revolution, and he would give everyone roses, and he just says his I can't his name's really like. Yeah, he knows everything. Yeah, and it was, like, such a... It was, like, from the two... Died in 2011, like, very specific reference used so well. And I think if you, like, dive into every lyric, you're going to find that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, like, maybe, like, a borderline corny thing you could say is, like, a a great rapper has you looking up words. Like, he says words that you don't know, and you have to look up words to understand it. But when you listen to Milo, you have to, like read like a newspaper economic <laughs> books and stuff yeah. to understand what he's saying you have to take like an ethics class yeah <laughs> it's wild yeah okay but so i i guess i have a question and my mm-hmm. question would be if you look at this as like a like a thesis statement with proving points do you think that this is a good way to assert that rap music is the most important form of American art music right now. Not necessarily that you believe that that to be true, right. but do you think that this makes a good point? No, I do think it's true, but I think it's a... I don't know if it would be the driving argument that would win somebody over, but I think it's a really good point to make in the diversity of rap music because people attribute like J. Cole to be like, the thoughtful rapper and stuff like that but there's so much more out there that is actual thoughtful rap and that is inspiring like yes j cole is but he still teeters on the line of like you know classic rap themes and then you know speaking out about stuff but then there's like full-on like poetry and just taking on bigger ideas and things like that i don't know if it would be like a winning argument alone but it's something to add in i think this is an important album just for someone to make to like because you a lot of rappers call themselves poets and uh they will mention stuff like ideas like this in their songs but there aren't many projects that are completely dedicated to like cementing this in rap like like milo who knows how history will look back at Milo, but if he, if it, if he becomes like an underground legend after years of work, this will be like a point in rap music where like this thing is established like very directly. Yeah. But I, but I also think that his last album deals more openly and directly with race issues. And I think that's one of the most important things that rap music deals with. So in order to, like, so putting race issues a little more under the the surface and having the, like, the elevation of the public opinion of rap music as the forefront, I think actually having those issues more in the forefront helps your argument. So I think he might have... He didn't back off of race issues because, like, 
one, he's a black man, so when he talks about his own life, he's talking about race issues. Exactly. Like, you can't escape that. But uh, compared to his last album, I think his last album, he's, I think he said more on his last album. But maybe, uh, maybe if I listen to them a bunch more, I don't, there's like, they're not that separated in my mind, like, they're pretty on par with each other. They're both fantastic. I, so, to answer my own question, yes, this might be forgotten in the history books of rap, but if it's not forgotten, this might actually be a pretty important rap album. I think it is very important. And then what you said about him, like, not backing off on it, but not putting it at the forefront is literally, like, Vic Mensa in his past two albums, where one was solely based on that, and then the next album, he's still talking about it, and those themes are still there, but it's not all he's saying, and he's not saying it directly. So I think that's a very, like, the same thing happening then. Where it's like, there's still references to it, and, like, you know, I don't know, there's an air of it throughout the whole album, but he's not directly saying, like, police brutality. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. I think it's almost perfect, but it's not. It's like it's not perfect. I'm not gonna give it a ten out of ten. It's almost perfect. I think, I think I'll match your nine out of ten on this okay. one. Okay. I think it's a really important album to hear and to have out there, whether like it's your music or not. Yeah. One thing that I, I always try to remind myself about music is the most popular artists of the time are never fondly remembered. Yeah. And I'm talking, like, history, not, like, classic rock. Like, the Beatles were the most popular artists of their time, and they are still remembered as very important. But in the grand scheme of things, like, hundreds of years in the future, the Beatles are going to be a footnote as the white people that popularized Exactly. Th- this, and this we already other... get, like... No, it's true, we already get sentiments of that now. People are like, oh, right, like, I grew up, like, not listening to the Beatles at all because it was like, that wasn't the real music back yeah. then. Like, this was, this was, this was. Like, uh, I'm, I'm going to say her name wrong, Sister Rosetta Thorpe or something mm-hmm. is, like, the first blues guitarist. It was, like, a black woman. Uh, who really invented rock music along with um, a couple other black male guitarists. But that's the person who never really sold any records, who will be, like, her guitar will be studied, and then the Rolling Stones are just the people, are just the white people that copied that. So, like, like most of the people that I know have no idea who Milo is, but maybe that doesn't matter. No, it reminds me of, like, art where, like, the most important pieces aren't recognized or seen until the person's dead. <laughs> yeah, they they also have to be dead. No yeah. one gets it until they're alive. No. No, no one can but, be um, congratulated. Yeah. Okay. So, we might, yeah, we might be giving this album a little bit too much credit. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm done. I think it's really I'm, important. I'm just, I'm yeah, I'm just, my... I'm, I'm just saying it's possible. I think you're using it as an example, like a yeah. very broad example. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm excited to see him live, although it's going to be Scallops, not Milo, so... Oh, word, that's the one this... in the city, right? Yeah, it won't yeah. be the same songs. Or I don't I don't know how he separates he it. He might mix it, it a little. Okay. Um, so, yeah, 9 out of 10. That's... Wait... Okay, 
Yeah. So, on par with Doris. Which I think, like, there's a, a lot of similarities I between Earl so. Sweatshirt they're and Milo. They're very mellow, like, immediately, like, their voices are almost yeah. the same, so, that mellow delivery. So if you're writing a rap album specifically for our podcast to give you a good score, you know Speak what style no to go enthusiasm. for. <laughs> he gets in, yeah, he used to be absolutely no enthusiasm, but he he gets into it a little bit on this album. Yeah. The, the, uh, flourish in the lag time. Like, he starts growling that line. That's, that's, it's good. Okay, so next week, what are you holding up your finger for? <laughs> There's so much out right now. There is a lot out. Are we doing shout-outs and suggestions? Uh, I, will. I don't know because I don't know if I want to nominate or if I can nominate Black Ken. I think we have to. But is it up for streaming? It's like can you can you check On because like I Yeah, I bought it. Right. So I can't like I can't check if it's up for streaming cuz I can just press play and it'll work because I paid for it. Right, I'm going to Apple. But I too. saw someone on Twitter say it wasn't on Spotify and I don't have Spotify so I don't Well, I don't have Spotify either. But if it's on Apple Music, like everyone kind of has to have Apple Music. Okay, so it is on Apple Music to stream. There are 27 tracks and the first yeah, it's six an, it's are an all hour favorite. and a half. It's an hour and a half long. Well, you know what that means? That means people listened to it and bailed. Yeah. That doesn't mean that those are all the best songs. Yeah. But okay, so it's a cuz we haven't nominated anything that you would have to purchase in order to listen no. to legally. So, but if if it's up for streaming, I guess it's eligible. Have you listened to it yet? No, I haven't listened to anything. Okay. I've been so, in a hole. Also, okay, so the the thing about it is it is the weirdest little B album I've ever listened to. Really? And I and I don't know if it will be enjoyable for you guys cuz it's an it's an hour and a half long and it is really fucking weird and that might make it interesting to talk about but it also might be not fun to do. So, I don't know what okay. to do. Well, we yeah. also always have ASAP Ferg, who I don't know if you saw, but I'm famous now, retweeted me and replied to me. He didn't just retweet you. Yeah, he he, he said something. <laughs> I wanted to cry. I'm never letting it go. Holy Did you screenshot shit. it? Yeah, I screenshot it. I put it on my Snapchat <laughs> story. I go, okay, call me the hood bishop right now. Are you serious? I'm on a new level. <laughs> like, And then I retweeted it again, like his answer. My friend Grace hit me up out of nowhere. She was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> um, which Fan ends- interaction. It goes a long way. It does, dude. He changed my life. I'm about to get so much <laughs> ruder. <laughs> um, but Still Striving is really great. Also, Brand New just dropped an album with a billion, like, there was so much controversy last week about it, and then they just dropped it. And I haven't heard anything. Brand new is always good. So. Um, then yeah, then let's do let's do brand new then. Yeah. I know Alex likes brand new. Yeah, Alex does. I I, I don't listen to them, but I've from oh hanging God. from hanging out with Tim, I've heard <laughs> them, and I know that they're. I was good. gonna say I think you've just heard the, all of their music, like just because Tim didn't stop playing it. So what is the brand new album called? I have no fucking clue. I, like, refused to buy into it because I was mad at them, and then now 
people like I thought because at first they said they were only giving out the CD like you could only like only like 500 people or something mad little less than that probably could buy the album but they didn't tell anybody that and then they were like yeah it sold out and then it was like oh yeah those CDs are vinyls by the way and everyone's like what the fuck did I buy and now I found out that they actually put it on iTunes so I don't know what's going on with them yeah science fiction and it's all there 12 songs I'm terrified. If you want other good rap, listen to Still Striving. Very good. I would give that a high rating. Oh, yeah. Wait. Do do checkouts. We kind of skipped over Oh, that. yeah. yeah. Uh, check out Still Striving uh, by ASAP Ferg. Beautiful album. That man deserves the world. He's a very huge philanth- philanthropist and humanitarian on the low. So any, you know, love for him is good love. He's very appreciative. He literally talks to all his fans. So... He's a really great guy, and it, I think it sounds, it's a really fucking good album. If I was from Harlem, that would be my favorite album ever. Um, Bring Back Silk Do-Rags and Playboy Cardi has a verse, like a real one. Yay. After a year. <laughs> Thank you for joining us uh, for that discussion, and thank you for checking out Milo. Uh, he's a rapper that means a lot to me. I love all of his work. I think he's progressively gotten better, maybe with every project. Sometimes projects like The Last One, So The Flies Don't Come To This One are kind of on par with each other, and maybe like Toothpaste Suburb and Things That Happen At Day, Things That Happen At Night are pretty on par with each other but just general he just keeps climbing uphill uh throughout his career and it's it's an impressive thing to witness and listen to i also did a mini review of lil b's black ken which is going to be our post credits scene for this one so stick around after the song for that see ya Yeah, okay, so since we are not doing Black Ken, can I do a little mini-review of Black Ken? Because I've listened to it a lot. Please do. Okay, so Black Ken is the first Lil B... My nose will not stop. The first Lil B project that is produced entirely by the bass god, who, if, if you're not... If you don't follow bass world, musically that means it's the same person, but it's like a different character. Um, you can tell that the beats are made by someone who hasn't been making beats for that long. They're not bad, but they're not, like, professional-sounding. Yeah. Which, it, it's Lil B. Little B. The thing that's good about Little B is that he's the rawest rapper, and that means that he, like, doesn't edit himself. His songs aren't necessarily mixed that well. So it, like, it's... That's kind of what you expect when Little B says it's all self-produced. And, like, that's what's good about it is that he says whatever he wants and it doesn't make sense a lot of the times and that's like when you're when you, when you're listening to music that goes like dumb like having something that just makes no sense like elevates that yeah. it's like well, I don't I don't I can't even follow Shout what's out going to on Yachty, in the song. blow that she blow the pipe like a cello Mhm <laughs> Migos have a, Migos have a line like that too 
I, th- I think they say uh, blow like a fiddle. <laughs> blow on the gas like a fiddle. As beautiful yeah, as art. It, That's it, an art They were itself. definitely, yeah, he was definitely thinking about Piccolo, I think. Little I Yachty why, on um, yeah. Rap Genius, he like only kind of like only annotated that one lyric he goes all right honestly i'm not to blame it's definitely my a and r guy that man heard the song a hundred times and did not tell me that a cello was in fact not a woodwind instrument i thought that was that shit that squidward blew on but this but it still bangs <laughs> which is like the funniest annotation i've ever read no yeah I, I i wrote a rap with a pokemon in it and i realized after i had released it that it was the wrong pokemon i was thinking of <laughs> I forget what, I think I said, I think I, I was, like, referencing something, it was, it was, it was stupid, but it was, like, because Machamp has, has four arms, and he's really strong. Yeah. So I said something where having a lot of arms would sound cool, <laughs> and then I, I think I said Hitmonlee instead of Machamp. Which is or just Hitmon the Champ. monkey. <laughs> no, the monkey is... Primate, Hitmonlee oh. and Hitmonchan are like the, Jackie the Chan blue and ones. Uh, Bruce Lee. They got uh, blue ones. I don't. Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> not that's not that important. But b- back to back to Black Ken. Oh no, uh, they're the brown ones with like the straight up boxing glove hands, and they just have eyes. Yeah. Yeah, I okay. I, de- I definitely said the wrong one, and I I I care so much about Pokemon. <laughs> I was so embarrassed. Uh, the the beats are the second time you listen to the beats you you hear more of the intricacies of it and you don't hear the the basicness of it as much and they start growing on you but he also is known for working with some of the best producers in the world clams casino keyboard kid young l uh and more like uh, an for his first official album I would hope that he was he would do that but and the first nine eight the first eight tracks are like a separate EP of old school 80s style <laughs> raps like he, <laughs> and it's really weird and then the rest of the album, he just, he, he forgets about it and does, like, a regular album. And it's an hour and a half long, so it's literally a full album of normal little B music that's front-loaded with eight old-school 80s songs. It's not, it's not structured in, like, a listenable way. You have to, like, take you have to, like, take a break and come back to it. <laughs> God. Yeah, and some of them, some of them are cool because he's he's from the Bay, and like yeah. the line between the line between like old school flow and hyphy flow is actually pretty thin, and it it works together. But there are some there are some songs where he does it in his normal voice, and it's cool, and the beat like the simple uh, hyphy style beat, and it and it works. And then there's other songs where he's like tries to make his voice deeper, and it sounds like he's doing like a parody. Um, and then when he gets into, and then so I didn't really care for that part. Then when he gets into, he has an interlude where someone stops him on the street and says, "Can you go make that uh, some more of that pretty boy music? That's like the real shit that changed the game." And like that's true. Like you should make the music that 
Like, literally every modern rapper is copying right now. Yeah. You need to establish yourself as all of their influences and get that money that you deserve. And he goes back to that, and because it's not the best producers working on it, it's not as it's not as crazy, and his his hardest hooks are where he just, like, says some stupid shit by himself. And a lot of the hooks on this song are, like, group yelled vocals, like a bunch of people yelling into the microphone, and f- that has less energy to it, and it's more sterile sounding than, like, him just saying, like, oh. I'm in the strip club stealing money off the floor, like, over and over <laughs> again. Like, there's more energy just in that sentence being spoken by Little B than a bunch of people yelling the hook, so yeah. I, think, I think he missed his mark there, and then if you do listen to it, like, there are some songs that are completely insane like Zambose in San Jose that song is insane in a bad in a bad way and then, but then on top of that some of little B's best songs i think the backstreets is one of his best songs i think ride is one of his best songs ever and and he made those beats and those beats sound great so i just think there's way too much an hour and a half but i'm also like worried about the state of little B as like an artist not because of like, he, he puts out so many albums and so many songs. Like, part of being a Little B fan is filtering through the stuff that you don't like and finding the stuff that you do like because he has, like, tens of thousands of songs and it's impossible for one person to like all of those right. songs. But with the release of Black Ken, I think there's a resurgence of people who are looking at this, like, this forefather of the modern rap sound as a joke again. I think they think, like, they're taking it as a joke again. All of these publications are all excited about Black Ken, and all of these people saying that Black Ken is his best project, and that you can listen to Black Ken front to back without skipping any songs. I, I feel like there's this resurgence of people who are listening to Little B because they think it's funny. They're, like, making and him out like Riff Raff. Yeah, and, and it's not... And he's not being recognized as the person who invented... Liliati's swag and all of these people's swag that are that are blowing up and getting Grammys now and he's pushing himself farther and farther away from the recognition that he could get not on purpose but because the the people who say they are his fans are not willing to say that this is bad because they just take it as a joke and then also the people that are very close to him which are musicians that I respect a lot, uh, they, sh- I, I feel like they should have said something like you, you, if you want it, you can do a self-produced album, but you're in missing the future, the but we, we got to sit down and work on these beats like yeah. keyboard kid and clams casino are two of my favorite producers of all time. So I, there's a lot of people saying this is Lil B's best album of all time. There's the fader and double XL and all of these real like hip hop publications blowing up Black Ken when they've never talked about a Little B project since I'm Gay, and the only reason they talked about that was because it was called I'm Gay. Yeah. They and see him as this a character is, artist. Yeah, this is, it's not the time to do that. If you're a true Little B fan, this is the time to, like you do with every single Little B project, pick your favorite songs off of it, and put those in your iPod, and keep blasting them, and when your friends look at you stupid for loving Lil B, it's just like, I love this song. I don't love the whole project, I love this song, and I love Lil B. And uh, there's not enough people 
taking Little B seriously as an artist when he deserves to be taken seriously as an artist. There's that everyone is just automatically saying it's good because they they think that this is Little B. Good to Little B is funny, but that's not. It's not true. There's so much more. So I'm. I'm just, I'm all around disappointed. I'm disappointed in Little B. I'm disappointed in his camp for not really telling him what was up with his music. And I'm disappointed in um, the fans who will gas up anything that's funny that he does without recognizing the, like, the importance of his influence and stuff. I agree. I didn't know, like, once I started getting into, like, bigger music a lot more, like, Everybody, like, loved Lil B out there. Like, for real love, though. Not, yeah. like, as a novelty lo- guy. Like, he does have a lot of influence, and he did a lot for music out there. But if he but if he linked up with, like... If this was Lil B and Metro Boomin collaboration album, or Lil B and Mike Will That'd made it wild. collaboration album, th- it would be the biggest album of the year. Yeah. But but it, it, he he took he's taking a step back and like there are popular rappers like Lil Yachty that recognize Lil B and Soldier Boy as influences and not jokes and that's breaking into the mainstream now and this is not the time to go self-produced and make like old school nostalgic music. This, this is, is like, the time. This is the time to establish yourself to as an artist again. Yeah. So that well, probably that went a little longer than I was planning, but that's that's my mini my my solo review of Black Cannon. I won't give it a number because maybe we'll do it eventually. Who knows? That makes me so but sad. I would suggest... No, I'm not even going to suggest listening to Black Ken. I mean, tr- like, you can just listen to it to see how weird it is, but if anyone says that... If anyone besides Little B says that they bump Black Ken front to back and all of the songs are bangers... They think Little B's a joke. Yeah. Like if they it, also listen a little pump. Like that's <laughs> or or they're in denial. Like they're yeah. they're they're listening to every song without skipping it and they're laughing at him. And that's not cool, I don't think. Okay. No, not when it's not its intention. Yeah. Um also, Milo is a very good rapper and we gave him a nine out of ten. Congratulations, <laughs> Milo. 